Today's devotion is from Acts chapter 5, verses 17 through 40. This is about the arrest of the apostles and their persecution. Then the high priest took action. He and all who were with him, that is the sect of the Sadducees, being filled with jealousy, arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and tell the people the whole message about this life. When they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. When the high priest and those with him arrived, they called together the council and the whole body of the elders of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the temple police went there, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were perplexed about them, wondering what might be going on. Then someone arrived and announced, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the temple police and brought them, but without violence, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. When they had brought them, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up and ordered the men to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to them, Fellow Israelites, consider carefully what you propose to do to these men. For some time ago, Thutis rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up at the time of the census and got people to follow him. He also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. Because if this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. In that case, you may even be found fighting against God. They were convinced by him, and when they had called in the apostles, they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Peter and the apostles did not heed the warning from the Sanhedrin not to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. 
they continued to do so, and the church continued to gain influence and grow. Earlier in Acts chapter 4, it highlighted this growth of the early church in chapter 4, verse 4. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. This was a chapter before, prior. Um, So this is um, exemplifying the, the rapid growth of this early church. Today's reading begins with the great arrest. It says that the high priest and the Sadducees were filled with jealousy over the apostles. What we know now is that they were jealous over their popularity and the growth of their church. They were also jealous of the many signs that the apostles did, signs that they could not do. And they were jealous of their confidence to keep preaching in Jesus' name, even when they were ordered not to. These Christians embodied something that these religious leaders lacked. The Sadducees were the strongest opponents of this early church, not just because they didn't believe in the resurrection, but also because of the threat to their power. The Sadducees were in charge of the temple and also um, were the dominant force within the, the council of the Sanhedrin. But this time, they didn't just arrest Peter or Peter and John. This time they arrested all the apostles and threw them into prison. But during the night, that night in prison, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, opened, opening the prison doors, and the angel brought them out of the prison. And then he told them this. He said to go to the temple and tell the people the whole message about his life, about Jesus' life. The angels, uh, the angel rescues them, not for their own welfare, but so that they will continue to boldly proclaim the word of God. When the council and the whole body of elders met this, the Sanhedrin, They sent the temple police to the prison to bring the apostles before the council. But when they arrived, they found the prison was securely locked, and the guards were there in station, standing where they were to be. But the apostles were nowhere to be found. Now the council is told that the apostles are back at the temple teaching the people about Jesus. So a new arrest is made, but this time without violence because the people were supportive of the apostles and the temple police were fearful of being stoned by the crowds. The high priest charged the apostles with violating the prohibition of teaching in Jesus' name, and he charged them for holding the Jewish leadership responsible for Jesus' death. The reply to these charges is made on behalf of all of the apostles, but it is probably spoken by Peter, since he is the spokesman. Peter responds by attesting that they must obey God, and only God, and not man. By prohibiting the apostles, the Sanhedrin, uh, by prohibiting the apostles from teaching about Jesus, the Sanhedrin is actually opposing God, whom the apostles are following and obeying. 
In terms of the second charge, Peter speaks of the God of our fathers, who is the commonality between the apostles and the Sanhedrin, this religious, these religious leaders. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God for the apostles, and it is the God for the leaders of the Sanhedrin. And so what Peter is saying is that this God, the God of our ancestors, is the one who has raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed. And you've done this either knowingly or in ignorance. But either way, this death has happened. However, Jesus' exaltation at God's right hand does not mean that he comes back with retribution or revenge, but rather he comes back with a new opportunity for all, including the religious leaders, to repent and to have their sins forgiven. And to have their sins forgiven means to be completely cleansed. The council hears this and is angered to the point of being enraged. They're enraged by the response of the apostles. And they want to kill the apostles. But one of the council members, Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, a scribe, a Pharisee, cautions them to use restraint in regards to these men. He tells them a couple of examples. Thutis, a revolutionary, and his, and his movement of 400 men came to nothing after his death. And then the second one was Judas the Galilean. Once he perished, his movement ended in failure. All of his disciples were scattered. So Gamaliel says, if this Christ movement is of men, it too will fail, like these previous ones. But if it is of God, no one can stop it. And you might even be found opposing God. So they did not kill the apostles, but neither did they just release them. They had them flogged and ordered once again to not ever speak in the name of Jesus. And then they released them. All of this, the story of their arrest, their persecution, their release, all of this underscores the apostles' calling. This arrest and their beating and the release was not, was not made to punish them, nor was, it, nor was their release meant to save them from hardships. Rather, they experienced this release through these times in order that they might continue to boldly proclaim the story of Jesus by proclaiming God's word. We are called to boldly proclaim Jesus as the church. Where do we do that? How do we do that? I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.